This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Oregon. Oregon. Oregano. I've done two d- <laughs> I've done two episodes this season and both are disappearances. Mm. I didn't really want to focus on murder right now. My mind was like, let's just do disappearance. That's okay. I had a really gruesome one last week, so You did, and it was weird because somebody confessed and then like it was weird. If you didn't catch that episode, go back and listen to episode mm-hmm. two. So the story that I want to focus on this week. Is a little strange. Okay. And this is a little um, out of character for us as well, because it's actually a very recent case. Oh, how recent? 2020. Oh, during the pandemic? During the pandemic. Man. Yeah. But I. Everyone was supposed to be locked down. I know. (laughs) But I found this just really interesting. And it's it's just kind of a bizarre case. And it's very reminiscent of that ID show, Disappeared. Okay. I love that show. Me too. My partner, Kyle, hates it because he... Wants to know. He wants closure. (laughs) Clearly, we don't like closure at Unsolved America. (laughs) Uh, It's very true. That is 100% facts. Closure is not on brand for us. No. So this story is about Michael Bryson who is a 27-year-old man from Eugene, Oregon. Mm. Michael was last seen at Hobo Campground, which is near Darina. I may have said that wrong, and I apologize. Oregon. At the campgrounds, Michael was attending what is reported as like a rave party. Okay. But he was last seen in the early hours of Wednesday, August 5th, 2020, where he was just partying and having a good time with friends. That was the last time he was seen. Again, should have been in lockdown. I mean, yeah. Like, that was the height. It was. Well, kind of, but. But it kind of makes sense. Like, they went to a campground because people, I mean, there were no events, right? Oh, like, yeah. They're not, yeah, and they were told at least to sit outside. Mm-hmm. They were being, quote, unquote, safe. Mm-hmm. It is reported that Michael wandered away from the party at approximately 4.30 a.m., and he was not seen since. Although several searches have been made in the area, some of his clothes turned up a few months after his disappearance in an area that was highly visible from the road. Is it possible that somebody planted his clothes in the area? Michael's family remains utterly confused to this day. Was Michael abducted or did he just wander off into the wilderness for some fun and never return? So that was a pretty basic overview of the case so far. And now we're going to do a little bit more detail um, including the events that led up to the party that he attended. Mm-hmm. On August 4th, Michael stopped by his parents' home, which is located in Harrisburg, Oregon. He spoke with his parents, Parrish and Tina Bryson, that he was going to be attending a week-long birthday party slash like camping trip at Hobo Campground, and that he would be going up there with a friend. Okay. The camp that he was last seen at is a very small roadside campground, and it's it's described as being primitive. 
which enjoying camping ourselves. We've gone on a few camping trips together, actually, over the past few years. Right. Um, usually. Primitive tip typically means that there are no real amenities at this campground. Yeah. These Which... types of campgrounds are usually just a patch of dirt in a field or in a forest or whatever, right off the road. No, thank you. We typically don't do that. They don't typically have like electrical hookups for RVs. They don't have a lot of them don't even have vaulted toilets so that you don't even have like an outhouse that you can go to the bathroom in. No, thank you. Just nothing. It's primitive. I mean, that's the perfect way <laughs> to describe it. <laughs> you are in the wilderness. Near the campground, there's a path leading down to a very large creek. And the last pictures of Michael were actually taken at this party. And he could be seen partying with about 40 to 60 people at the campground. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. Right. I mean, was that all his friends? I imagine it was like probably like a friends of friends of friends situation. Like everybody yeah. kind of heard about it and just kind of got pretty big. Right. Right. His last known location was actually on a bus at the campsite, and it is said that he got upset and walked off the bus, and that was the last time anybody ever saw or heard from Michael. Michael's parents, Parrish and Tina, were not alerted of their son's disappearance until 5 p.m. on August 6th. What? Upon finding out that their son was missing, they drove to the area where the Lane County's, County Sheriff's Office um, was already conducting a search and rescue team. And they deployed the teams to search by land and by water in the area. In a statement, Michael's mom, Tina, stated that they were not notified almost 12 hours since Michael had been missing. Mm -hmm. And she goes on to say that the moment I put my foot out of the car, I knew Michael was gone. People weren't looking for Michael. They were just sitting around drinking, eating, laughing. Nobody was searching for him. So I felt in my gut that something had happened. That's kind of sad. I mean... Mm -hmm. His parents go on to say that there are a lot of conflicting stories leading up to the disappearance of Michael. One story that they have heard is that he got up and walked away from camp. Another story is that a group of indi individuals picked him up on the side of the road. Which all seems weird. Yeah. It just seems weird to me. Like nobody quite knows what happened. And on one hand, I can understand what was going on at that campground, especially with it being called like a rave. Mm -hmm. You can only imagine the amount of alcohol that was being consumed. And there's right. God knows what other substances were available as well for consumption. <laughs> especially in 2020. Yeah, this could definitely lead people to not fully remember what exactly happened that night. Mm -hmm. For 19 days, hundreds of volunteers showed up to search miles of wilderness in the area. They had search and rescue teams on foot, on horseback, and they even brought in drones to come um, sift through the wilderness. It was reported that the Lane County Sheriff's Office had co uh, coordinated over 15 separate searches that spanned two counties where paid and volunteer searchers logged over 700 hours of search and rescue that's a lot yeah so they were they were really trying to find michael parish bryson uh who's michael's father states that they never have gotten a straight answer from the party goers about michael and it is his firm belief that they know that they knew more than they were letting on parish goes on to explain um that his son had been getting his life back on track after a drug problem 
Oh, good. Prior to COVID-19, Michael was working at a local bar and he told his parents that he was interested in studying to become an electrician, but his lifestyle kind of got in the way of that. Mm-hmm. He loved music. And so he'd always go to like electronic, like EDM concerts and festivals and it, anywhere. They said it's like his festivals that he'd go to like spanned across the entire state. So that's really committed. I mean, absolutely. Broomfield is like, questionable for me i'm like oh it's at first bank center <laughs> i don't know that's like 45 minutes away yeah <laughs> much less driving like five hours right <laughs> so do you remember earlier when i said that some of his clothing suddenly just popped up out of nowhere yeah so following their son's disappearance tina and Parrish bryson continued to search the area where michael vanished about three to four times a week that's, I mean, that's their parents, of course. Yeah. They were, fo- uh, they were constantly following up on tips that they were receiving from people, and they continued to make sure that um, flyers were up on all of the trailhead trailheads and, like, the bulletin boards and even at the campsite. They're just making sure that, like, this was going to stay here. Right. I would, too. I mean, that's their baby. Right. So even though... They had searched this area so consistently. On December 11th of 2020, a supposed breakthrough in the case came to light. Okay. Parrish Bryson received a phone call from a person who saw something on Bryce Creek Road, which was a mile west of Hobo Camp, between Cedar Creek Campground and Lund Park Campground. <laughs> they were notified that they found some of Michael's um, clothing and that it had appears to be what he was wearing the night that he disappeared. The articles of clothing were found in an area that had been searched several times prior. Mm -hmm. They were sitting near a swimming hole and were clearly visible from the road. Okay. Following this discovery, teams continued to search for a few days, but didn't turn up any new evidence. It is because of this that the speculation um, being made is that the items were placed there and that they were probably weren't placed by Michael. Right. I mean, out of nowhere. Right. Just out of <laughs> out of nowhere, you just find his clothes. And especially what's weird to me is that it, it, it they popped up in a place that is clearly visible from the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I get the impression that, like, the person who saw them initially was driving down the road mm-hmm. and saw them. Which is surprising they didn't see that before. Right. And that's why I'm like, I don't think it was there. Especially if you have how many people, hundreds of people doing search and rescue in that in that area already, and not a single person saw it on the side of the road. Right. It's all I don't also it says it was near a swimming hole and I don't know what that is. It's probably like a lake air like like a pond or something. Yeah, where people went to go swim for, at the camp. Hmm. That was interesting to me. I was like, I don't know what a swimming hole is. Yeah, it's like the man-made like little holes mm-hmm. where there's water. Interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> this party is just bizarre. I don't know. I don't quite know. One, people don't have much information. Mm-hmm. If he was seen on a bus and then he got upset and walked away, what did he get upset about? Right. And why didn't anyone follow him? Follow him or, you know, tell Whoever he fought with or got upset with, like, Mm -hmm. why didn't they say something? Right. And then the other thing that made this case really, that makes this case really difficult is that 
the people that were a lot of the people that were at the party left had already left from the evening prior. Mm -hmm. So like by the time that like the sheriff's office was brought in, a lot of the party goers were already gone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then the ones that remained were kind of, I think the ones that were staying for like that week long, like rave rave slash birthday party. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't find any information on if this was like a birthday party for somebody that he knew personally. Okay. Yeah. Or if it was just like, he was a friend of a friend of a friend who like heard about this rave that was going on at this campground. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Heck yeah. Get out of the house. I mean, COVID was wild. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I would have gone to like a rave. We went camping during the pandemic. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone to a 40 person camping party. I just like the way you said that. I apologize for laughing. (laughs) 40 person camping party. Too much. Way too many well, people. And it's like, it's that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Well, especially during the pandemic, right? But I think people were getting restless by then. Yeah. But even if it wasn't the pandemic, 40 people drinking and doing whatever. But that seems normal. <laughs> like, right. well, because people have like bonfires and stuff. Yeah. And there's like 40, 50 people there and you're all just drinking out in the wilderness. I guess I keep saying wilderness and the only thing that pops into my head is I made it through the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's just interesting. I mean, Michael Bryson was a six foot tall man who weighed approximately 180 pounds. So it's just weird that like. Nobody saw him going off and he wasn't. It's not like he was wearing dark clothing. Right. He was wearing a white T-shirt with like white Crocs. Yeah, but I mean, in the dark, even like if the moon wasn't full and it gets real dark in the woods. It does. When you're camping. But like also like I, why didn't somebody follow him? If he was if he was visit, if you were visibly upset. And you got up and you walked away. I would follow you. I wouldn't let you just wander into the wilderness by yourself. I mean, would you if you were drunk yourself? And Yeah. Stranger danger. No man left behind. Maybe that's just because we're really good friends. <laughs> I wouldn't let you go into the wilderness where there's bears. I don't know what I would do if a bear tried to attack us, but like, uh, like I, at least I'm there. At least I'm there with you and we'll figure it out together. <laughs> I think also like the part of, I like, I would want to know why you're upset. I'd be like, Ooh, what happened? Why is she? Oh, yeah, mad? You just want the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Ulterior <laughs> motives. Definitely. But, um, that is pretty much it for Michael, man. Like he went to this rave and just disappeared oh, into gosh. the wilderness. Mm-hmm. His family is still, obviously, this was only a couple years ago, still trying to find any information that they can about Michael. No new evidence has shown up since his clothing was found. Yeah. Um, which makes you think it's like, did he wander off or did he want to disappear? There are times when people just want to just disappear right but like 
did he walk off with extra clothes and just decide to strip? No, down? he left everything. He left that, everything that's at what the it's camp. Saying like, but that happens. You you see it so many times in these in these cases where they leave like their car behind and in their car it's their wallet and everything and they left all their possessions at home and they just disappear. Yeah. It's just so bizarre. I want more information. I hope more information comes to light. I hope he's safe. Yeah, and I hope we can do a follow-up episode and if we do get more information. Yeah. Because, I mean, Parrish and Tina, man, they are going through it right now. Oh, I'm sure. And I can only imagine their frustration, like, because you know there's more, like, people have got to have more information than what they're giving. Do they not, do they not want to say something because maybe they were doing drugs and that's going to be, so, like, self-incriminating, you know? Like, what, because that's a motive for people to stay quiet. If they, if they think they're going to get in trouble for the information that they have, they don't want to say anything. Yeah, but I feel like that's such a bullshit thing because I would just say, okay, give me some piece of paper that says I'm not going to be incriminated for anything that I say unless it has something to do with the murder. And I would sign that and I'd be like, okay, here's what I know. Yeah. It's just very weird. So Like I ended my last episode, I'm going to end this with a description of Michael. I think this is going to be a little bit more helpful now, especially because this case was so recent. Right. Uh, Michael Bryson, as I said, was a six foot tall man who weighed approximately 180 pounds. Michael has brown hair and hazel eyes. At the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a white T-shirt, tan or khaki shorts. Mm -hmm. And was wearing white Crocs that had rainbows on them. It's also possible that he was wearing a brown corduroy hat at the time of his disappearance, like a ball cap. Mm -hmm. He has several tattoos on both legs, his ribs, hands, and arms. If you or anybody has any information regarding the disappearance of Michael Bryson, please contact the Lane County's Sheriff's Office. I do not have a phone number. I apologize. But look it up. Lane County Sheriff's Office. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions. 